0: Hey everybody, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this Tuesday edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today, the day after the Electoral College has formalized the victory of Joe Biden to make him the 46th President of the United States on this August day, on this day when we're so grateful that that process has been formalized and it's in the past now that we can move forward as a country. Today is Tuesday, December 15th. That means it's 10 days to Christmas. And for those of us who have not yet done Christmas shopping, it's kind of getting close. It's getting real close, right? Right? If you ship something, if you order something online, if you don't do it between now and uh, possibly Thursday, you might not get it at all. So hopefully we'll all be able to celebrate and ship stuff to our families and friends around the country and around the world to make them to have a merry christmas i suspect that much like thanksgiving christmas is going to be the same subdued with just our immediate family uh there might be a lot of uh, electronic and digital christmases we might be having dinner with just our loved ones via zoom i don't think there is anything wrong with that i think it's okay in light of the pandemic and the fact that We're all trying to survive. I think this is the best way to go forward. And I suspect that, as President Biden said in his address to the nation last night, that if we want to celebrate and get together when this is all over, let's do it this way so that next year we can all get together. I believe it was Vice President uh, Kamala Harris who said that, that one of the things she misses was Thanksgiving. She says Thanksgiving is her one of her favorite holidays. And she says they have a big family, so there are usually a lot of people in their house. And she says they do two turkeys and all that kind of stuff. And she said it's the thing she missed most this year was not being able to gather with friends and family and bringing everyone together so that they can celebrate. And I suspect that that is true for all of us. So I'm encouraging all of us, to just stay still for a little bit. It's going to be all right, right? Well, today I want to talk about something that I came across on ProPublica. I'd like to give a shout out to these magazines that publish the truth and seek the truth because somebody has to stand up and speak the truth of what is going on. And ProPublica published an article in which it talked about how America's richest towns fight affordable housing. In an era of our cultural and hypersensitivity about systemic racism and about the methods that systemic racism used to continue to perpetuate its belief that whites are superior. It's 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 not amazing, it shouldn't be surprising that you still find corners and places in in, in America where uh, people believe that no one else should live there except which people. So, such a place is Westport, Connecticut. We all know that Connecticut and that zip code, certain zip codes, Greenwich, Connecticut is one of the richest zip codes in the country, if not the richest. And it's a place where apparently you'll find a lot of people who are also Republican. You find a lot of people who are white supremacists in their belief systems that whites are superior. And while I appreciate that people get to live where they want to live, at the same time, I'm kind of keeping my eye on the big picture here that you control most of the money. How you make your money is questionable for most people, I'm beginning to find that. And you have had generations of wealth, more than likely obtained through the enslavement and the subjugation of people of color. I find it hard to believe that you're going to fight affordable housing when you probably have this philanthropic idea that you should give back to the community. Well, one of the ways of giving back is not just making a donation once a year and making your conscience feel good that you've done something to help those who can't help themselves or those whom you're better than economically. But one of the ways certainly of continually giving back is providing affordable housing. Even if you don't want them to live right next door to you, which I can understand, and there are some reasons why you would say so. You probably have valid reasons why you say so. But at the same time, in one part of town, can you leave one part of town available so people can have access to affordable housing? They, in the story, uh, ProPublica focused on Westport, Connecticut. And, I mean, people hold their traditions and way of life extremely dear. I mean, they were talking about stuff like, well, they can't eat in our restaurants. They won't eat in our restaurants. They won't shop in our food stores. After a while, I wanted to say, get over it. Like, that is what you hold dear. You hold dear the fact that you don't want people to eat in your restaurants. And you don't want people to, to shop in your stores. You hold that over the fact that someone would be homeless on the streets. This pandemic has brought to light how the inequities in our social systems prevail. It's one of the reckoning that America has to do going forward that nobody wants to face up to. For the last four years, America has lived under the banner of I am rich and I am superior. It reinforced the idea of white supremacy. It reinforced the idea of white is superior. And systemic racism began to emerge from the cracks more, more practiced than it was seen before because of one man, one man who believed he has never had a history in politics, never did anything that you could say America owes him something. He never fought in a war. He never sat on a committee. He never advocated for nothing. The only thing he ever did was make himself rich and richer and richer and richer. And they gave him political power. And that is the worst thing you could do because giving him political power now means he wrapped himself around the idea that I'm even more richer and more superior. So politicians, so people across the country felt empowered. And white people in particular felt emboldened because they felt like here is someone who believes what they have always believed, they don't believe in being equitable, they don't believe that they owe anybody anything. You kind of do owe people something because your ancestors robbed and pillaged and stole from people so you generations later could be rich. So it's really not yours. It's what you stole. And if nobody else has told you that, well, here is the raw truth, the plain truth and nothing but the truth. Your wealth you're holding on to does not belong to you because it was stolen by your ancestors from people who had it. And now that you have been left with it, you feel entitled to it and feel that you should not extend a hand to people who deserve and people who can't help themselves. This pandemic has done nothing but made people homeless As a result of the rabid and punitive mortgage rates that you charge, you shut your businesses down because we were in a pandemic, because your president, the man you voted for, did not believe we had a pandemic, did not believe the virus, did not believe the message that the scientists gave him. He chose not to believe science. And so he, because he had real estate interests where if people weren't trafficking in his hotels, he would not make money. He had real estate interests, where he had stocks on Wall Street. So the stock market boomed, but people were broke and poor. People were homeless. So don't tell me that you are entitled. You're not entitled to nothing. You were poor when your ancestors came over on the Mayflower. They did not bring wealth with them when they came over from Europe. They came over here, poor dry ass, and 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 jacked up like everybody else. They stole and pillaged. And now you have the nerve to declare yourselves wealthy. Somebody needs to point this foolishness out. Somebody needs to put a stop to this. Because if we don't talk about this and let people confront the truth of the matter, then we will never be able to move forward. We will never be able to get over it. We will never be able for people to see the ugliness of their lives. What you are putting up on your walls. What you are claiming that this has been in your family for generations is a lie. They stole it. They robbed. And listen to this part. Listen to this. This is the part. The very same thing. You're accusing people who need affordable housing off. It's the very same thing your ancestors three, four generations ago did. They robbed. They murdered. They killed. They robbed. That means they robbed people. They took from people at gunpoint. Isn't that the same thing you're accusing the people who live in affordable housing to do? And get this part. Your ancestors participated in the opium trade. Yes, your European ancestors participated in the opium trade from China to Europe. When China begged Europe to not have their people come over there and take the the drugs because it was killing off people in China, Europeans went over there, took the opium for their own pleasure. Hello? That's history. You wanna talk about history? Let's go there. It's much like you look at the political landscape in America today, and there's something that is bothering me, and it is this march to power and all-consuming power. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We're seeing that evidenced in America today, where the raw power, the desire to continue to hold on to power at any cost, Whether it is eliminating democratic institutions, whether it is eliminating a whole way of life, people did not care as long as they hold on to power. America more and more, America's political leaders more and more want all-consuming power. If they look around the world and they look at everybody else, and they look at Putin who has been president for 50 years. Putin has been president since I was born. It's been that long. I swear he does uh, plastic surgery to keep tightening his face up. He's beginning to look like Sputnik. Americans want power. American political leaders want power. And they're moving and marching to fascism when they start repressing movements. And this began a while ago. This didn't just happen today. It's been slowly happening under the radar. It's now promulgated by an ideology they have now that one charismatic leader should determine the outcome of an election and he dares to think he can tell everybody else in states. He forget how the United States is formed. We're a republic, so every state has its own freedoms. That you could tell one guy in Texas who is your friend who needs a pardon from you to go challenge every other state. It's that same belief and ideology. It's called imperialism imperialism is what destroyed the world. I was just looking at TV and they were showing a, a picture of people in Nigeria who uh, were lost their sons. Their sons were kidnapped. And I looked at the pictures and I was embarrassed to look at the poverty that was displayed because the people in the schools, their school rooms don't look like school rooms. Why is there dust on the tables? Why does the school room look like it's in a desert with dust? Why there not there any greenery? And I had to remind myself that Nigeria is the way it is because of what white supremacy imperialism and colonialism let us be clear so when people in Westport Connecticut dare to stand up and other communities like that across the country they exist in Dallas they exist in Florida they exist in Arizona it's all across the country they're in California when people stand up and say we don't want affordable housing in our community because we don't want crime to come in. You are the biggest thieves and liars. You are crooks and liars. You are the biggest opioid dealers who live in those mansions. Your kids are buying opioids and selling and distributing opioids. Much to this, your chagrin, some of you know, because you're participating in it and the cops know, but who gets locked up? Black and brown bodies pay the price for what you kids are, your kids are doing. And when you look at this across the country, you begin to realize how much imperialism is portrayed and adopted as a rule of law, how much imperialism has become mainstream, so much so that we don't even realize what it is. We're seduced into thinking that it's okay to rule and govern like that. As Joe Biden said last night, he says, as the shadow of Donald Trump fades away, we're going to come back more and more to normal. And he said he's predicting it. He said he doesn't know if he'll eat his words. But I'm looking at him and I'm saying, boy, I certainly hope so. Because the stuff that we've been through in the last four years is inflaming and is ensuring that stuff like this, where people don't want affordable housing in their communities. Why can't you just have one section of town that has affordable housing? If you don't want them to eat in your restaurant, well, put Applebee's down there. That's their restaurant. Yeah, put places down there where they can go shopping. You don't want them, put a Windexy or something down there, whatever the supermarket is. Since you don't want them shopping at gourmet restaurants. Might I remind you that the source of your wealth, again, I'm going to say this, the source of your wealth was gained from theft, was gained from assault, was gained from your ancestors holding other people at gunpoint to take their wealth. And now generations later, you have normalized that, cultured that, And now you are calling it mainstream and expect the rest of us to line up behind you. Don't you dare call anybody's country a third world country. That's a result of colonialism. That's a result of imperialism. That's a result of white supremacy is in. That's what did that. Let's be clear. Let's call it what it is. And if we're not careful in America, we're shutting down institutions and shutting down people And people who are protesting against the homelessness and protesting against people being evicted and protesting against crime and protesting against police brutality, protesting and you're opening guns and firing on people because you value property more than you value human beings. That's fascism. One charismatic person stands up and says, well, we should get do away with the electoral college. We should do away with it. It's only a matter of time before somebody else comes up and say, well, why do we need elections? Well, nobody should vote in elections. Isn't that what Donald Trump and the Republican Party were trying to do? Isn't that what they were trying to do? Because here's the deal. If people move into places like Westport, after a while, they'll start voting, right? Yeah. So they're going to start choosing who is on the what? The city council. That's usually where the fight starts. So if they start choosing who is on the city council, they're going to elect people who look and sound like them. They're going to elect people who will pass laws that are favorable to them. So when you hear people say they don't want these people in their communities, they say, well, we don't want crime in our communities. That's not what they're thinking about because we all know the underbelly of crime. Your husbands drive over the line to go have sex with people of color who live over there and beat them up. Your children drive across the line to go buy drugs. And yes, your wife just drive across the line to go have her illicit sex or whatever her, 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 her fetish. With some black guy or some brown guy over there. Let's just be clear, that's what you're talking about. Let's just put it out there and just open it up and just talk about what it really is and just so we are all on the same page. So when you come now and talk about affordable housing, here are the bullet points. The bullet points are this that your children will drive over here and buy drugs because that's what they do. Your wife is gonna come over here and have sex with black and brown men and your children. Your, You yourself will come over here and buy sex. So what are we talking about again? Let's be clear. We're talking about imperialism. You may not like it. It's branded now as republicanism. That's the brand name. And the black people who support this are in total freaking denial of what they're supporting. They're staring at racism and systemic racism in the face and feel like, well, if I, you know, act like I'm non threatening and if I act like whatever, then they may not pick on me. It's imperialism. It's happening within our borders, so it's imperialism. It's colonialism if we're doing it to somebody else. The America that we used to love, we wish she would come back, but boy, she's kind of gone because she's replaced by a group of rabid politicians. You think Donald Trump is bad? Wait for the next one who is coming. The one who is coming next is not going to talk a lot. He's not going to desire media a lot. He has the same ideas. Right now, Mitch McConnell is packing courts across the country with conservative people who will purport a Republican agenda. That means they're going to lock up black and brown people. They're going to pass stringent and punitive laws in communities across the country to lock up more people and marginalize and continue gerrymandering and redlining if when the democrats get in power if they don't do something about this god help us all all those justices all those judges that federal judges that have been appointed by donald trump every one of them should be impeached and overturned every last striking one of them they are racist to the court they were chosen exactly by that purpose and for that purpose what does that mean that we're going to continue to have punitive and stringent laws Get over it. You brought, Amer- listen to me very carefully. America does not belong to white people. America belongs to everybody who lives here and works here, black and brown people. First of all, it was black people who made America rich. Let's just be clear 1619, straight up. To 1860 is 250 years. Come on now. That's 250 years of unpaid labor that made America rich. By 1871, America was the richest country on the planet, had the largest economy in the world. That launched the American century of wealth and American wealth and prosperity. Today, America is the mightiest superpower on the planet. We have weapons in people's countries, under the sea, on top of mountains, all over the world that nobody knows we have. Well, Donald Trump has gone and brandished and told everybody everything. That stupid idiot who you in your ego did not look at his calling card, did not look at his resume, did not see that he was a selfish, narcissistic man who was in it for himself and did not have the welfare of the country ahead of him. Forget the fact that he didn't like black and brown people. Forget the fact that he had brown people working in his organization who were undocumented, but he was busy telling brown people that they, that, that they shouldn't work. People who came here as, as uh, immigrants. Imagine that. This man had a thing for people like me, but he met two of his wives are immigrants. They weren't born here. Look at his wife, Melania. She's talking about Barack Obama is not an American and she wasn't born here. She came here on an Epstein visa. Come on now. This is what we're talking about. The imperialism that I do it so it's okay, but we don't, you don't do it. We have a reckoning to do. And we have a lot of work to do to repair. It's not just our name that is tarnished. Donald Trump did put the dust and dirt and rubbed our faces in it. But we need to look at our way of life. Because now the whole world is looking within. And telling us that what you practice overseas, that's not what you practice at home. Why is our infrastructure crumbling? But you are worried about your little house in Westport? I don't care how big your house is. It could be 10,000 square feet. I lived in an 8,000 square foot house. So tell me again. Talk to me. Do I look like you don't worry me? You don't even phase me. Matter of fact, I was looking at one of the houses and I'm like, that's how my ex house used to look. It's still there. If I give you the address, you can go look it up. I kid you not. So you living in that doesn't phase me. You having a view of the ocean. I had a view of the ocean on a, a, a golf course. So. So, therefore, what matters is who you are as a person because although I lived in that my ex-husband was a son of a tar who was beating me up. You see, it's not where you You see how it doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does not matter. <laughs> That's not what matters. So you the what what this is telling you is that these folks are holding on to their way of life. That's what means more to them. The fact that if they continue to hold on to how they have always lived and continue to reinforce and perpetuate the myth that they're superior, that's really what they're worried about. They really don't want all these black and brown people to become empowered. Because if these black and brown people become empowered, then they're going to lose their advantage of being superior and being in charge. It's about time black and brown people become empowered and be in charge. It's about time. White supremacy has done nothing but lock up black and brown people. White supremacy has done nothing but dumb people down. Look at you all. Jill, Dr. Jill Biden is, 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 has a doctoral degree in education. She worked hard for that. I've read her story. She went to school and studied and studied. She wanted a life that was separate from her husband. When she met her husband, Joe Biden, he was already a senator. She didn't want to be some senator's wife, some guy's wife. She wanted to have her own identity. That seems to be something that galls with the imperialists who call themselves Republicans. No, you are supposed to be of me. So you don't have a name outside of me. And even if you do, you are representing me. So now you want to denigrate her. It's the same thing they did to to Michelle Obama. You want to know why they are doing that? They're doing that. Why? Because they don't like the democratic agenda that focuses on the empowerment of everyone. They don't like that. They want a party called the Republican Party that focuses on them alone. Look what was happening here in my own home state yesterday. Did not you hear that man from Port Huron, Michigan, say he couldn't guarantee the safety of people in Lansing, Michigan yesterday for the electoral college vote? Who the hell do you think you are? You really thought the rest of us were just going to sit here blinded and dumb and let you come, you rogue people, come and take over for a man Who is nothing but a stain on America's uh, face right now? I dare say in a few, people are going to work really hard to erase the name of Donald Trump. What he stood for and what he did. Locking up children in cages. Ripping out the wombs of immigrant women, of women. My God in heaven. And that's whom you want to give four more years because you, you felt good and you enjoyed some level of assurance and affirmation that there is a man sitting in the most powerful seat in the land who has your agenda in mind and who looks and sounds like you, but more importantly, who believes as you do. You don't have to look like me and sound like me to be empowered. You just, we just need to have the same ideals and the same values and belief systems. That's all we need. In this rushed to overturn the elections, to give this man's ego and satiate his ego, you were willing to upend the entire American system of elections. My God in heaven. It's the same ideology. Imperialism. It's the same ideology. Why folks who live in communities like Westport, Connecticut, don't believe in affordable housing. The lies that you tried to tell. And I'm like, I read the story and I'm like, Oh my God, are people really not empowered? I read the story and I felt like, do you not stand up to these people and tell them? Tell them the truth. You come across over into my community and you pay to have sex with minors. You buy liquor and drink it over here. You buy drugs and drink it over here and you dare to come and say you're not going to put infrastructure over here? Get away from me. If we're not careful, they're going to continue to push people and push people away. And I'm like, you don't own jack. You stole it from people at gunpoint. is it any different from the people whom you're accusing? You're not different. They're just doing it now. Your people did it generations ago, two or three generations ago. How many of you can actually say you actually own your money? You stole it from someone. You stole someone's idea. (laughs) It's just crazy. It's just crazy how people, you know, we choose, we pick and choose our battles, right? We pick and choose what we want to say, what we want to do. We pick and choose our battles. But I'm here to tell you that this is a battle for all of us just like joe biden said we never knew we we thought he was just a politician saying stuff when he was saying that this is a battle for the soul of america we were like yeah right sure now we know what he's talking about what does america stand for does it stand for segregation and affordable housing because that's what this is it's called segregation you know where segregation comes from white supremacy imperialism the same ideas are practiced in other places in the world, it's called colon- colonialism. Hello, somebody. It's about time. I know it's about time. It's about time that all of this be done. Across the country, we're seeing this happen. We're seeing it happen in Detroit, where black people in Detroit are overtaxed on property taxes to drive them off their land. It's happening in Baltimore, in Philadelphia. It's happening in parts of Miami, Dade County, Miami. It's happening in all parts of the country. It happens in California. It happens, it's happening across the country. It's a totalitarian plan. It's fascism that's being operated under the guise of social and public policy. It's white people looking around and saying, you know, there are more black and brown people today. We never really realized their numbers. It's imperialism to put black kids in school for acting out, but not locking up white kids. That's white supremacy. Cheers. I just said it. In 2016, Donald Trump won the election. We didn't march. We didn't say anything. We said, oh, well, the people voted. It's a done deal. It's over. It's done. We shut the door. That's it. In 2020, the people voted, and it's like, "Oh my god, black voters in Detroit, black voters in Milwaukee should not be determining the outcome of this election." I'm like, the same black voters who are descendants of uh who people who were enslaved, yeah? And you dare to disenfranchise people? I'm telling you all, you all need to rise up. I am telling you, you need to be aware stop being coons, stop socializing with them. Understand that they are going to render you ineffective if they can. They marginalize you by not giving you opportunities. They marginalize you by keeping you away from money because if they keep you from money, they keep you from power. So they make sure you don't have money to go to college. They make sure you don't have money, you don't work enough to pay your bills and work enough to be empowered. They make sure of that. So stop agreeing with them and siding with them. All you're doing is aiding and abetting the enemy because the way they see you is to get you to help them achieve their agenda. That's all. And they will use you on your own people. Hello. Did I just say that? Yeah because it's the truth. And what does the truth do? It sets you free. And talking about affordable housing in this day and time, when people are being evicted due to the pandemic, talk about affordable housing. Has it occurred to anybody who is an imperialist, Republican, has it occurred to any of them what will happen to those people? No. You're consumed with power. You're looking at for the last four years you had power and all you want is power. Power is seductive. Power is so seductive you sell your soul out for it. Power is so seductive you'll do anything for it. So you sell your soul out for power and now you want complete unmitigated power. Hello? 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 We got a problem. Yes, we do. We have a problem. Go to ProPublica.org for the story, and read it in its entirety, and draw the pictures and the the, 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 the draw the parallels to your own community. Because I see plenty from where I sit, pushing people off their land, bringing in heightened tax rates that make it unaffordable, but at the same time, the same people can't find jobs marginalized by politics and public policy for decades. It didn't just happen in four years. It's been happening for decades and you continue to marginalize people so they'll never have the power to rise up. I am telling you something, it's got to go. And this is the day and time in which it goes. This is the day and time in which it has to stop. We can't just continue like this. It has to be reformed, reimagined, re-imaged. It has to get to a point where all can participate in the progress of this country. How is it that one group of people and their ancestors made the wealth and they don't have a say in the administration of the country, neither do they have a say in the wealth and the distribution of the wealth in the country. You held, all of you who live in Westport acting like you're rich and those of you in Texas, you held people at gunpoint and took their land. You did the same thing in Texas. You took Texas from the Mexicans, first of all. That's where Texas came from, Mexico. Let's be clear. Then... The people who lived there, the people who were indigenous to the land, the people who were native to the land, you held them at gunpoint and took over their oil wells. And now call yourselves justified and gentrified. You're a gentrified robber. That's all you are. You're a gentrified robber and a gentrified murderer. How many people did your ancestors bury beneath the ground to cover up their crimes? And you dare now to come and talk to people about affordable housing? man, go get it together. You can't rewrite history. It's already done. That's how it happened. And that's your own people writing how it happened. So we know they changed it to make it seem favorable. So you can really imagine what really happened. That's why I'm looking at history now. And I'm like, I don't trust what is written. Because history is written by the people who won. And the people who won had the biggest guns and the biggest weapons. So they're going to write the story the way that it pleases them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I'm not interested in it anymore. I used to really love it. No, because it doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense. I'm going to end on this. My kids and I, my kids have been wondering for, for years now, how did slavery really happen? How did people just sit there and just let white people beat them up, rape them, and force them to work? And we wondered about it, like... How, you know, because the way history is written, white people made it sound like black people liked being enslaved. So we just lay there and just rolled over. But we watched a movie called Django. And it became clear after a while during the movie that the way the power was enforced was with guns. There were more white people on those plantations than black people. There were and the white people made sure they had guns trained on black people, probably raped their children and killed their children in front of them to make sure they complied. That's how slavery happened. You're not going to hear that purpose-banded about because it makes white people look vicious, murderous, and it makes them look unkind. And white people like to present the image that they're right next to Jesus. Even Jesus is white and Jesus's heritage and history is that he's an unarmed brown man from Palestine. But they made it sound like Jesus is white. White people want to tell you that they're good and clean. No, they're not. They still to this day practice systemic racism. You don't believe me? What is my name? Harriet Kamak. I'm an author and speaker. I am a violent. I talk about the issues of violence in families. Have you ever seen me on CNN? I've written books about violence. I've written blogs about violence. I've spoken about ending violence. Have you seen me on CNN? Have you seen me on MSNBC? Why? Systemic racism. I am non-white. If I were a white woman with the books that I've published and the, my resume that I've done, you know where I would be earning more than six figures today? A leading voice. I would be an adjunct professor, a visiting professor somewhere. But white people and systemic racism, Nah, they're not going to elevate another person of color because then that is what? Empowering me and empowering me is empowering all the women who look like me. That's systemic racism. So now you get it. Now you understand why I'm passionate about this and why for me, this has to go. It's not just me. It's for you. I don't like reading stories about single mothers who are black and brown. There are white single mothers as well. Are they getting any help? Are they getting any better? Not necessarily. But the focus is not on them. The focus is on making black and brown people continue to look bad because that's an important part of white supremacy and imperialism. This is what. You may not like the words that I have said. If they have cut you to the core, then they should. Because that's the only time we will see meaningful. And cutting to the core doesn't mean you come after me. You're not going to win coming after me, first of all. Coming after me is not going to, you're not going to find anything. You're not going to win coming after me. Because I'm not going to stop talking. So that's not going to solve your problem. What you really need to do is to look inward and cut the racism out of you cut out the segregation cut out the imperialism and the right to feel that you are superior god never made you superior nothing in the bible that i have read the bible you claim to believe i've read it twice i've been reading on my third let me just be clear i've been reading this it's been 20 years that i'm still reading the third reading the bible for the third time 20 years I am amazed every time. I've upended it. I don't read it straight through. I'm, I'm like flipping back to different stories because I can't believe what I'm reading. Nowhere in the Bible did God give you the, the right to be superior. You took it by force at gunpoint, robbing and raping and murdering along the way. And then it's not like you did that and then say, okay, I'm going to help everybody. No, you did it and continue to reinforce it. To the detriment of everyone else. Segregation is alive and well, and now we're seeing it in live and living color right in front of us. This is Harriet Kimmock. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. Make sure that you come back and listen to our podcast again. For more information on Harriet Kimmock, please visit my website, www.harrietkammock.com, as well as you can visit my pages on Google, Spotify, Apple. Oh, iHeartRadio and other podcast platforms. Thank you so much, everybody. This is as down to earth as I can get. Be blessed.